praise your holy name. You know, we need to learn how to express ourselves to Jesus Christ in a, in a, in a way that is different than any, anybody else or anything else that we get excited about. We need to get excited about our Father Jesus Christ. We need to get excited about what God has done for us. You know, we, we, we go through life and there are many things that happen, good things and bad things, but in the midst of it, we praise God. In the midst of it, we give Him praise. We give Him glory. We give Him honor. For He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And He is worthy to be praised today. He is worthy to receive power and glory and honor. So, Father, we lift up your name this morning. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Lord. As we, we run to you, Father, as we keep our eyes on you and our thoughts and our minds fixed on Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. You know, I am, um, thank God so much for his blessings. And last week, we talked about Thanksgiving, and, you know, this is the time of year that we thank God for, for our country. And, you know, I just thank God for being able to be in his kingdom, Amen. being able to be one of his sons, being able to, to know that he, he's, he's got my back. Isn't it good to know somebody has your back? Amen. Isn't it good to know that somebody's got your back? And, and I just thank God so much for what he's doing and what he has done and what he's going to do. It's an exciting time to be living. It's an exciting time to see God begin to move and to work in the lives of his people. And we need to learn to praise him. I want to do something too. I want to thank everybody. And I was going to do this last week at Thanksgiving. I forgot. But I was excited about what God had for us. And I just want to thank everybody that gave Peggy and I cards and gifts for pastor's appreciation. We, you don't know how much we appreciate being able to serve you guys. And that's what our calling is about. And we thank God for that. And I just want to thank everybody for that. Amen. So we're going to talk about praise. I want to give you a little definition of praise. One, one of the definitions that I found, it says, an expression of approval or commendation. Applause. And then to sing, to tell of, to give, or to confess. And I read this uh, one little commentary. And you know what this guy said about praise? He says, praise is getting hilariously excited. <laughs> Amen? You know, some people are like, well, I don't want to do it that way. I want to tell you something. You don't mind getting excited about everything else that happens, but not about God. I got excited about a football game yesterday, and some of you did, some of you didn't. But I got excited about it, and, but I get excited about Jesus Christ, who is my Lord and my Savior, and I don't want to hold anything back. Amen? Amen? You know, we, we, we go to a football game, or we watch that, and I'm just giving football as an example because that's what's going on kind of right now. But you know what? People just scream and holler and jump and shout, but they don't want to do that for God. Amen? Does that mean he's not exciting? Yes, he's exciting. And I'm excited to be his. And I believe that when we allow the spirit on the inside of us to rise up, we can be excited about him and about what he's doing and who he is and, you know, show those around us that we love God. Not in just in our actions are great. Everything is praise. But get excited every once in a while. Maybe more than every once in a while. 
It used to be a song that said, I get excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. You remember that song? Some of you old enough to remember. Like young like me, you don't remember. I just heard somebody sing it. I'm just kidding. So first of all, I want to say God created us to praise him. Do you realize that? He created us. One of the reasons he created us is to praise him. And um, God wants us to recognize his works. He wants us to recognize his work. And praise is not just something that the church came up with. Oh, I think we'll just praise him. Let's just praise God. No, God intended for us to praise him. God intended, he created us as beings to praise him. And it's praise is another definition I found. It was a divinely ordained, unconditional expression on our part. Say that again. It's not in my notes. A divinely ordained, unconditional expression on our part. What does unconditional mean? There are no conditions on it. You praise God however you want to. You, you, you give him glory. Amen? You shout. You give him praise. And as I, Isaiah 43, 21 in the NIV says, The people I formed for myself that they may, what? Proclaim my praise. So we we're created to praise him. And in Psalms 107.8, let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. So God is, he created us to praise. And we, he created us to praise him for the wonderful things that he has done for us. You know, the biggest thing we now, this day and time as Christians, is the biggest thing we have to praise him for is Jesus Christ. That Jesus came and Jesus took the sacrifice. He took it all himself became the perfect sacrifice for us. And now we are delivered from sin, sickness, and disease. We're delivered from sin. Hallelujah. So one of the things that we're going to talk about, several things that, the, that praise does and how we praise God. But one thing is <laughs> praise draws us closer to God. You know, when you're praising God, Technically, you know, he's inside of us. But what I'm saying is it draws us closer to him. We, 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 we can feel his presence more when we're praising him. And that's why it's important to praise him by yourself and to praise him in, in, when you're together with other people. You know, there's something that, that you notice it excites God when we praise him. Because you know how it excites you when you're in the midst of praise and everybody's praising, everybody's worshiping? You get a little more excited than you do maybe when you're by yourself. Maybe not. But what I'm saying is that when we're, when, when we're excited, we're touching the heart of God. And you know what? When we're putting praise into practice, we should put praise into practice. What does that mean? It's something that we do all the time. It's not something that we only, you know, the sad thing is when you only praise God when something great happens. Woo, hallelujah. I know people that, I've known people in the past that were like that. And the only time you saw them praising God was something good happened. <clears throat> we need to praise him all the time. It needs to be a part of who we are, a part of our practice. You know, find us a place. You know, we today drive a lot, right? Don't most people in here do a lot of driving? I mean, usually we're going back forth to work and doing this and doing that. Um, you know, I, 
people, I have people all the time saying, how many miles do you have on your truck now? My, it's a 2007, and I got 364,000 miles on it. I've spent a lot of time in my pickup, right? <laughs> a lot of time. And I try to praise him when I'm in there as much as I can. So it only draws us closer to, draws God closer to us. It draws us closer to God. And it draws him closer to us. One of the things God says, God inhabits our praise. What does that mean? The word inhabit means to have residence in a place, to dwell. I want God to dwell inside of me. So when I'm praising him, he inhabits us. He inhabits that praise. It's like the, the Bible describes it as a sweet smell, a sweet savor coming up to him, to heaven. And, and, and it, it's, it's, it's our and him inhabiting us, him living on the inside of us. He loves to pray. You, can, you know how that is. Do you want to be around somebody that's just down all the time and doesn't want, don't give you any thought, right? It makes, it makes it better for you when the, the people you're with are excited about being with you. Amen? Are you excited about being with God? Are you excited about being with Jesus? Are you excited about what he's done for you? Psalms 22.3 in the King James says, But thou art holy, O Lord, that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Inhabits the praise of his people. And in the New King James, a lot of the New Translation says like this, but you are wholly enthroned in the praises of Israel. Enthroned. In other words, that's where he occupies. He's sitting on his throne, but he's enthroned. He, he, he's, we are holding him up by our praise. We are putting in that. We're becoming the seat for him, maybe. When we're the praise of God, we're, he comes enthroned on that. And also, praise is an expression of our faith. And I want to talk about that for a minute. I want to talk about faith. I'm going to read out of, some, out of Hebrews to you, but I want you to understand something about faith. So Hebrews 11, I'm going to read 1 through 3 and verse 6, and I'm reading out of the Passion. It says, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. The testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended for. Their testimony of faith. Look at the faith that they had. Look at the faith that, that, that they had down through the ages. Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's works. He spoke, and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. He spoke it out of his mouth, and there it was, and there it is. And without faith living within us, it would be impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God without faith. And then it says, For we come to God in faith, knowing that he is real, and that he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. You know what the, the deal is with that and what I want to bring out to you? We, a lot of times we, we tend to only praise God for the things we've seen. Think about that a minute. 
We tend to only praise God for the things that we sing. Thank you, Lord, for parting the Red Sea. Thank you, Lord, for doing Thank you, God, you did this for me. Thank you, God, you did that for so-and-so. And you did this and you did that. So what should we do? Faith, when we praise God, we don't need to just praise him for past things and present things. We need to praise him for future things. Amen? We need to learn how to praise God for the answer before it comes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you that the answer is already there. I thank, you know, we kind of do that when we think about salvation. And when we know when, when, when we leave this earth, we go to heaven, right? And we thank God for that. But we can't thank him for anything else because we haven't seen it yet. What did, what did Jesus tell Thomas? You've seen, you've touched, but there are those that are coming that will never see me and never touch, but they believe. I believe the answer is coming. I thank God for the answer. You know, um, a lot of times what happens, we allow difficulties and problems to rob us of praise. Well, y'all don't know what I'm going through. Well, it's hard. Well, it's tough. And we allow that to rob our praise of God because it's not happening right now. And you know what happens? A lot of people get discouraged. They start to doubt. They begin to disbelieve, and they miss the blessing of God. What that song saying? You know, we, we, we shout our way. We shout our way. We praise our way. Out of the battle. We praise our way out of that situation. And if you allow the difficulties and the problems of life and the circumstances and the situations to rob us, then you'll never enter into praise. You know, sometimes even when it happens, you're so exhausted from from, from allowing all that to come upon you, you don't even praise Him like you should. And you know what? One of the great things about, see, when you're doing that and you're looking at, who are you looking at? What are you looking at? What are you focusing at me? I'm focusing on me because, you know, it's, my, it's just tough on me and I got to focus on me and I got to get on Facebook and I got to tell, I'm sorry, social media. I got to get on there and I got to tell everybody how bad my life is. Now, here are Christians that are putting stuff out like that and the world's looking at it and so they're no different than me. Why, why in the world? Because you know what praising God does? It takes your focus off of you and puts it on him. It removes your focus off of yourself and your dilemma. So we need to praise God before we see the answer. We need to be able to praise God before we see what, what it is before it's manifested, you might say. We need to praise God before it's manifested. There are things that I'm believing God for that I'm, I praise him for this morning. I did that this morning. I got up this morning. I went into my quiet place, and I just started praising God and thanking him for, for, for what, I want, what I haven't seen yet. Amen? You know what? And I have been, there are things that I believe in God for for years. But you know what? I see it in the Spirit. I praise him for it every day. I thank him for it every day. 
See, we can't allow ourselves to get discouraged in that manner because it's not about us. It's about him. It's about the king of kings. It's about our father. So we need to learn how to praise him and no matter what the situation is. Some things that, that praise does, and one of them is praise honors God. It honors God. It gives him honor. The a definition of honor is, listen to this, to regard or treat someone with admiration and respect. To regard or treat with honor. To give special recognition to. Our God deserves special recognition, right? <laughs> We need to admire God. We need to give him respect and praise him. Hallelujah. Psalms 50, verse 23, the first part of that verse in the Amplified says, He who brings an offering of praise and thanksgiving honors and glorifies me. So if you, when you give an offering of praise and thanksgiving, you honor and glorify God. So don't you want to do that all the time, not just when things are good, not just when you get the answer to your prayer? You need to honor him continuously all the time. We need to honor God. He deserves that praise. He deserves that honor. Amen? He deserves that. And even more. And you know what? We don't need to just, in the midst of this, I want to say we don't need to just praise him because he's going to do something for us. We need to praise him because we love him. We need to praise him because he's ours. You know, those of you who are married and those of you who have close friends and family, you know, we don't just love them because they do something for us, right? And we love them through difficult times. We love them when it's not in us to love them, <laughs> right? Are there times there's people in your family when there's not in you to love them? But you love them anyway. And, I, and, you, and you know, all this is something. When we do this and we, we begin, to, like, praising God, we put all this into practice. And when we do that, we love them. We love God whether we, we've seen what he's doing or whether we're seeing what he's doing. And praise is, helps us in all kinds of ways. Praise is more than just a song, more than just a thank you, Jesus, more than just a hallelujah. It's more than that. Praise has, I don't know a better word, has meat to it. You know what I'm saying? Praise has meat to it. Praise has life to it. Praise can do all kinds of things for us. You know what? Praise is a weapon. Did you know praise was a weapon? Oh, where do you get that from? Well, let's go to 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20 through 24. It says, Early the next morning, the, armor, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of, of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the your, Lord your God, and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the people... The king appointed what? Singers. He didn't appoint the fighters, right? He didn't appoint the ones who knew how to, sh how to um, shoot the armor, how to pull, draw their sword. He didn't do that. He appointed what? Singers to walk ahead of the army. Ahead of the army. Not behind. Now, if we'd have been singers, we'd probably wanted to get in the back. 
let the army go do their thing, and then we'll do our thing. Well, no, you got to do what God says to do and the way he said to do it. So he's appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. Can you imagine that? They're going to, into to, to two sets of armies. They're going into this and all these, and they're praising God, and they're singing. <laughs> they're obeying what God said to do. No matter what, whether it looked, did that look like a smart thing to do? Not in the, not in the flesh, not in the intellect. That's not a smart thing to do. But they, it says that, um, to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. And this is what they sang. <laughs> Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. They sang, give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. And it immediately, or as this says, it says, at the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. Praise scares the enemy. That's why he doesn't want you to praise. It scares the enemy. It confuses the enemy. It scared them so much. It confused them so much. We're like, oh, who am I fighting? And they just started killing each other. They started fighting each other. They turned, says the armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies. They turned against those who were fighting with them. From Mount Seir and killed every one of them. How many? Every one of them, after they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. They, they got so confused. That, that hearing this praise of God, they didn't know what to do. The, the praise confuses the enemy. Praise confuses Satan. Praise confuses, it, it, it bothers him. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness... All they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single one of the enemy had escaped. And they didn't lift a hand. They were, getting, they were ready to fight. They were going to fight, and they didn't even have to lift up a sword or a spear or anything. But the praise of God I want to say this, the obedient praise of God destroyed the enemy. I want that happening in my life, right? You want that happening in your life? I want that happening in my life. How many of us even think about how many of you have used this mighty weapon against the trials and the circumstances in your life? When we see those coming, what do we do? Do we start praising God and say, look here, enemy, you're going to hear me. I'm going to confuse you. But no, sad to say, probably the majority of people don't do that. The majority of Christians don't start praising God when they see trials and circumstances coming. They pull out all the other weapons that doesn't have the same effect as praise does. You know, I want to say this too. Praise is kind of an effortless weapon. In other words, if you praise all the time, it's just easy, right? 
And they did it as they were going. They didn't even have to get to where the battlefield was. They were doing it as they were traveling. And it was going out and it was confusing the enemy. And they were destroyed by the time they got there. So praise is a weapon. And you know what? Praise gives you strength. Praise strengthens you. Nehemiah 8.10 says, And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's praise. You have joy when you praise God, right? Hallelujah. You have praise. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. You have taught children, this Psalms 8 too, and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. Children. We need to teach our children how to praise God. We need to teach our children how to get strength. We need to teach our children how to face the circumstances of life. Psalms in the, in the Passion, it says, You have built a stronghold by the songs of children. Strength rises up with the chorus of infants. It don't matter. Let me put it this way, too. It doesn't matter how mature you are, right? It doesn't matter how mature you are in the Lord. If you learn to praise the Lord, strength will rise up inside of you through the singing of praise, through giving God praise. Praise is very important in our life. This kind of praise has power to shut Satan's mouth. You want to shut Satan up? Begin to sing of the goodness of God. Begin to sing your praises to God. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. You know what? The enemy uses people to come against you. But if you praise God... Instead of raising the little weapon that you thought you could use against them, just start praising God, and it'll shut the mouths. You know what? You ever watch little kids praise God? They have no bounds to them, right? Little, my granddaughter, Allie, sometimes she'll come and sit with us, and she just, she's singing and praising, and she doesn't, she doesn't, she's not concerned about who's back there. And, and on... Uh, at preschool, two days a week, they, they do chapel. And some of them come in the door already. And these are kids that go from infants to um, four years old. And they come in and they praise God. They come in and they have a great time praising God. You know what? They, they, do, they do a lot of songs the same. And some of them, when they hear that song, they hear that music. They know exactly what's coming. And they get excited. They start jumping up and down and all that kind of stuff. And it's awesome to watch those kids do that. How, you know, sometimes when we mature and get older in the flesh, we get all this junk that binds us up and keeps us from praising God like we should. Well, you know, I, I don't want anybody to think I'm crazy. Sometimes we're just crazy by default. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, really. I mean, just, just think about it. 
If everybody thinks that you're normal, something's wrong. If you're just like them, something's wrong. The Word says that we're peculiar people. We're different. And I, Hear me what I'm saying is that we, we are different. I think part of it is because we can praise God in every situation. We can praise God, right, in every situation, no matter what. And I will tell you, that will speak to volumes to people. When things are going wrong and things are going bad, I knew somebody that when, when 9-11 came, um, they were at work and said everybody was going nuts. And they're sitting there praying, thanking God. And they're like, how can you do that? And they were able to witness to people. They were able to witness to people. Because I have a God who loves me. I, I'm cool, calm, and collected because of Jesus. Amen? So I want to give you some ways there to express praise. And I want to say the Bible has all kinds of ways it tells us to show our praise, right? There's all, if you get into Psalms, it's just like loaded down. And I was gonna read, I'm going to read this in a minute. Maybe I'll read it now. But you know what? None of the ways that I can see in here include reserved silence. Think about it. Go through the Psalms. What does it say? Psalms 145. Excuse me, 148. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him from the skies. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all the armies of heaven. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you twinkling stars. Praise him, skies above. Praise him, vapors high above the clouds. Let every created thing give praise to the Lord. How many things were created in this world? God created everything. So everything is to give him praise. Everything is to give him praise. For he issued his command and they came into being. Everything. He set them in place forever and ever. His decree will never be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depths. Fire and hell, snow and clouds, wind and weather that obey him, mountains and all the hills, fruits and trees and all cedars, wild animals and all livestock, small scurrying animals and birds, kings of the earth and all people, rulers and judges of the earth, young men and young women, old men and children. Let them all praise the name of the Lord, for his name is very great. His glory towers over the earth and heaven. He has made his people strong, honoring his faithful ones. The people of Israel who are close to him, praise the Lord. Everything and everybody needs to praise the Lord, right? Everything and everybody, all created things, and we know everything was created. And there's a time for meditation, but meditation is not necessarily praise. Meditation uses studying the Word and meditating on, on scriptures, so there, some of the ways that the word says to express our praise, one is clapping. You know, we um, have songs about clapping. Psalms 47.1 says, go ahead and celebrate. 
Come on and clap your hands, everyone. Shout to God with arachus sounds, the arachus sounds of joy. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. The arachus sounds of joy. The the clap your hands. Clap your hands. You know, we clap our hands for everything else. If we go to a play, football game, whatever else it is, we clap our hands. We clap our hands when people sing sometimes. We clap our hands. Clapping your hands is a a way to praise God. Because if you say, I don't really know how to praise God, clap your hands. That's all you can do, clap your hands. The next one is lifting up your hands. Lifting up your hands. Psalms 134.2 says, Lifting up your hands in holy worship, come and bless the Lord. Lifting your hands blesses the Lord. We raise our hands thanking God. We lift our hands in worship. It says in holy worship. We lift our hands and we bless the Lord by doing that. We bless God by doing that. Well, I don't want to lift my hands. Well, it's a commandment from the Bible. It's one of the ways to praise is by lifting your hands. So we clap our hands. We lift our hands. We, that's two things we can do with our hands, right? <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing, but not really. Because I just thought about the next two. The next two require, requires you to flap your jaws. Right? You've heard the expression flapping your jaws. Well, the next two require that. First one is shouting. Well, I don't do that shouting stuff. Unless it's for my football team or soccer or basketball, whatever it is that you enjoy. We don't mind shouting at our kids, shouting at our neighbor when you get mad. So shouting and singing. You say, I don't sing that well. It says, sing to the Lord with a, with a joyful noise. If it's a noise, do it. Right? Psalms 100, verses 1 and 2. Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Who's all the earth? It's all the created things again. That includes us. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. So when we're shouting to God, we're, we're expressing the joy that's within us. And yeah, you know, we, we, we shout. I talked about praising him when the things are tough. And, and you know, it's, we shout, we praise him, we give him praise. But there is something about once you sing that answer that when you start shouting, there's a different shout. Amen? There's a different shout. Because it's like, and, and there's a different song. Hallelujah. You know, if you've been praying for someone to come to Jesus for a long time, and they do, man, there's a shout that goes out from that. This is awesome. It's like, hallelujah, finally, after all these years. And in the Passion, it says it this way. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it. I like that. Just go ahead and do it. 
Don't, don't hold back. Just, I want to shout to God, but I'm, I'm not in the right place. Just go ahead. Everyone, everywhere, worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. We talk about it bringing you closer to God. So sing your way into his presence with joy. You know, the New Testament says something about, I think, about worship, about praise in Ephesians 5, 18 and 19. And I'm reading out of the Passion again. It says, don't get drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, be filled continually with the Holy Spirit and your hearts will overflow with a joyful song to the Lord. So if we're filled with the Holy Spirit continually, if we're allowing the Holy Spirit to continually fill us, our hearts overflow with a joyful song. Keep speaking to each other with words of Scripture, singing the Psalms with praises and spontaneous songs given by the Spirit. You know what? Saying the Spirit of God will give you songs to sing. Right? And I like to speak, keep speaking to each other with words of Scripture. In other words, keep speaking the word to each other. Keep, keep speaking the word to each other. Not just stuff but real, true words. Keep speaking words, God's words to each other. You know what? When somebody comes with something really negative to you, just speak God's word to them. But God says, but the word says this. Some people don't like that. They get upset. They get mad. Speak God's words to each other. And the next way is giving thanks. Listen to this statement. The testimony of God's goodness toward you should be an unseeking, unceasing proclamation. We talked about thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is part of praise. You know, some people take the whole month of November and they give a thanksgiving every day. What if we did it for a whole year? Every day, all the time, thanking God for something. Because I'm telling you, he's done so much for me, I could write a book about it. And that's not just in good times, but in hard times. So the testimony of God's goodness toward you should be an unceasing proclamation. We should be talking about what God has done for us all the time. We just don't need to do it. You know, sometimes we do it when we think the opportunity is right. The opportunity is always there. We should always be thanking God, always praising God. First Thessalonians 5.18 in the Passion says, And in the midst of everything, he's be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. This is the will of God. It's God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Giving thanks. We should always be giving thanks. Giving thanks is a big part of praise. Psalms 116, 17 in the Passion says, Now I'll worship you passionately and bring to you my sacrifice of praise, drenched with thanksgiving. Drenched with thanksgiving. You ever been drenched, stuck in a rainstorm and drenched? Lord, I'm going to give you praise and it's going to be drenched. With thanksgiving. It's going to be covered with thanksgiving. It's going to be thanksgiving flowing out when I give you praise. 
And this is all the time, not, like I said, not just when something good happens. That can't, something good happening cannot gauge our praise and our thanksgiving and how it is. That's not a gauge for how much you praise God. We ought to praise God because of who he is and because of who he has done in the past and what he's going to do. We praise him for all that. Psalms 147.7 says, Sing out with songs of thanksgiving to the Lord. Let's sing our praises with melodies overflowing. Overflowing. There's just so much we can't even say it all. It's just overflow. We're so filled up with the power and the presence of God that it just overflows. And when things overflow, it's, it goes everywhere. Right? If you pour in a glass of water and you just keep pouring, when it gets to the top and you keep pouring, it's going all over the place. Well, that's where our, our songs of praise to God, our melodies to God should be overflowing. And it'll affect every, water will affect everything around it. Right? If I was to put a glass of water and let it overflow on this carpet, everywhere it went would be wet. Right? Everywhere it went would be Consumed or drenched with it. That's how the praises of our God are and should be. So this morning, I'm going to read Psalms 150 and then I'm going to read another scripture. Um, I'm going to ask the worship team if they would to come and, and when I get done with that. And um, we're going to just praise God. We're just going to stand up and give him thanks. And I want you to give him thanks and praise with all that you have. Psalms 150, and I'm reading out of the Passion again. And it says, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his holy sanctuary. Praise him in his stronghold in the sky. Praise him for his mighty miracles. Praise him for his magnificent greatness. Praise him with trumpets blasting. Praise him with piano and guitar. Praise him with drums and dancing. Praise him with loud clashing of cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbal. Let everyone everywhere join in the crescendo of ecstatic praise to Yahweh. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's the last Psalms. That's what he's, he's kind of summing up the whole Psalms. Praise the Lord. You know, I want to say praise the Lord, guys. <laughs> Amen. We need to learn to praise God. We need to get excited. You know, it's nothing, it's, it's awesome to see somebody that's excited all the time. Excited about God. Let's stand this morning. And I want to read this one more psalm to you. It's Psalms 95 1. It says, Come on, everyone. <laughs> so I'm telling you this morning, come on, everybody. Let's sing for joy to the Lord. Let's shout our loudest praises to our God who saved. Let's shout our loudest praise this morning to him as we sing this song. I tell you what, before we sing, I want you to give your loudest shout of praise to God this morning for whatever it is. So you ready? I'm going to count to three. And I know some of you can be loud, so don't hold back. What? Ready? One, two, three. Hallelujah! You can do better than that, I know. Come on, one more time. One, two, three. Hallelujah! You say, well, is God deaf? No. But he loves to hear the praises of his people. 
God is such a great and a mighty God. He deserves our praise. Amen? He deserves us to, to shout and to give him praise. You know, we need us to learn to praise him all the time, to give him testimony of who we are and be excited about him. Let's sing this song together. Hallelujah. And sing it with everything that you got.
Father God. Lord, we praise you and thank you, God, for you're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to receive glory and honor and power, Father. I thank you this morning, Lord, that as we shout and as we praise and we, we give you glory, that Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives. And, Father, that there is nothing that can take us down today because we're standing in your presence, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, that I'm going to sing and I'm going to praise and fear and depression and shame and confusion and all those things have to go in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, Father, that, that I can praise you no matter what's going on. But Lord, I thank you that whenever that thing is done, whenever I see the evidence, whenever I see it, I can't even pray. I can praise you even more. I can jump. I can shout. But Lord, I thank you, Lord, that before it ever happens, I give you praise. And when it happens, I'll give you praise. And afterwards, I'll give you praise. And I thank you for that this morning. Lord, I just speak to every person in this room. Lord, that those things, the, the Lord show me those, those things that you've been praying about that you're going to see. Some of you thought I may never see manifestation, but he says, I want you to know you're going to see the manifestation of it. You're going to see it in your lifetime, and you're going to be able to pray. Some of you are going to see it. It's coming quicker than you can even think quicker than you could ever imagine. You're going to see it, and you're going to say, God, I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I give you glory, Lord. I give you honor, Lord. Hallelujah. Healing. Salvation. Deliverance from financial troubles. Hallelujah. Relationships restored. Lord, I see all those things taking place. So, Father, I thank you this morning that you are greater than all these things. And, Lord, I just pray you, thank you, Father, that we begin to praise you all the time. And the praise of our lips will go up and will be sweet-smelling savor. I thank you, Father. We agree together, Father, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Hallelujah. You know, today is, I think it's Darren to give us a couple of announcements. But I do want to tell you that Peggy and I want to give you a personal invitation next Sunday from 3 to 5. We're going to um, have a drop-in at our house. Please come and fellowship with us. Just have a good time of fellowshipping and, and see all of Peggy's mighty works. <laughs>
And if you will put blinders like they do on a horse and you, you set your vision to that cross and what God is going to accomplish in you, with you, and through you and not look to the right, not look to the left, not be distracted. That's why they put blinders on horses and take them on buggy rides in Charleston. That horse ever gets to see this thing over here, it's, it's running that way. And a lot of times that's exactly what we do. We see something and we chase that rabbit trail that is taking us further and further away from where God wants us. So this morning, maybe what you need to think about and pray about, Lord, what has been the distraction that caused me to pull? It's almost like your car being out of alignment. I pull to the right. I pull to the left. What he wants me to do is not do that, but focus on where he's taking me on the cross. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. All right. As Pastor Bill said, next uh, Sunday, they have invited us to their home, uh, he and Miss Peggy, from 3 to 5. So please mark that on your calendar. The 6th, which is Tuesday night, the ladies will be having their Christmas fellowship. It's the sock exchange thing. Y'all know how that works. Y'all do it. Uh, and right. if anybody needs, I, I got some old socks you can use. Well, we don't want those. Um, That'll be at 6.30. Dinner will be provided. Also, uh, our Christmas families this year are doing a little different this year, trying something different. We might, we'll see how it works. Uh, we need to raise money. I think there's three families. We need to raise about $1,000 more to buy the gifts for these folks, and we need that as soon as we can. If you want to make a check out today or uh, send it in uh, online or whatever, make sure you just put on there Christmas families or something like that so I'll know where to put it. Um, and... Oh, today's missions offering. Yes, so the regular missions offering. So I think that's all I had to share. Uh, also, make sure you keep the 14th on the calendar. That's our uh, Christmas uh, uh, fellowship together as a church family. So uh, that'll be at 6.30 on the 14th. We'll have more details for you next week. Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you back here next Sunday. <laughs>